successful in creating a real free press where the American people get different viewpoints other than those expressed in the establishment controlled media, there's going to be a civil war in this country and it's going to come soon. The only thing that can stop it is by waking up vast amounts of sleeping people. Sheeple is what they are. They are following the Judas goat right into the sharing pens and from there they will go to the slaughter and they will not know that anything is wrong until they smell the blood of the sheeple in front of them. Your gold pony boy. Welcome to Beard and Brain Podcast, where we interview interesting people to talk about interesting things, such as how to blend generational gaps and cultural differences, and how we, the people, together, can create a truly free press. I am your co-host, Britton C. Griffin, along with my other co-host here, Joel Hinton, and this is our premiere episode, episode number one. Happy October, and welcome to Beard and Brain's very first episode. Start with a little bit about your host here. My name is Britton C. Griffin, and as a humanoid, I am an avid free thinker from a small town just outside of Louisville, Kentucky. Raised by two hippie self-employed parents, at a young age, I was exposed to all sorts of ideas, people, and businesses. As a recovering alcoholic, I am a huge advocate for self-help and the introduction of natural plants, and a modern medicine. I love nature. I spend the majority of my time outside reading, writing, playing, and planting. I love acting a complete fool in public, and I mean a complete fool, which is why I'm rarely allowed to go into the grocery store. As your bearded co-host, I live for life's mysteries, hidden knowledge, and mind-bending theories. I vow to explore deep into the information cosmos and ask those edgy, generational, and cultural blending questions that weigh heavily on our minds. I met Joel, what, middle school? He had long hair, long brown hair, and for what I remember, the only kid in school with what seemed to be scruffy beard. People said he seemed to resemble Jesus. I don't really remember meeting him. We were always just there once our groups of friends started mingling. Joel, would you like to say anything a little bit to our viewers or our guests about how we met and maybe a little bit about yourself? Well, I too honestly don't remember how we met. And the only reason I really had long hair in middle school or whatever was because when you do drugs, you don't groom. I think those two things just go hand in hand. Um, I am not farly near as interesting, but in short... I am an academic and marketing director for a series of radio stations in the southeast of Florida, and I'm an asshole, and yeah, really, I'm just kind of here to, I enjoy talking about complex ideas and complex thoughts and whatnot, and I honestly just like to poke holes into anything that I hear. And basically, you know, I'm like Steven Crowder's changed my mind all the time. Basically, that's kind of pretty much how most of my conversations go. Um, but pretty of mine, I have quite a bit of life experience and pretty cool and interesting, funny stories to share and funny input to share. So that's why I'm here. And today 
we're going to be talking with Jay the Unknown, and, and you'll notice in that very nice, fancy intro we have there, so we have the big NPR budget, hence the whole ASMR tone at the beginning of the podcast. So we have an actual intro song, and we are essentially interviewing that artist today. Also, we will be launching with this episode our website, social medias, that includes Instagram, Twitter, and a Facebook page. That will be beardxbrain.com. That's coming at you once this, uh, I guess this, when you're hearing this, it'll be live. So stop there for a landing page uh, for Beard X Brain. We're going to have uh, blogs. We'll try to put some content of our own writing. That way you guys can get a little bit more insight to our brains. I'll, I'll put some pictures of my beard on there. and Anybody else, beard fans, will talk about beard oils and such, but. That's where you'll I'll be able to find us. <laughs> What's that, Joel? I'll share my old glamour beard photos. You got to grow it out, man. I'm growing my hair out, too, so I'll be sharing some updates on that. There's Vikings mm. coming out. Scandinavians coming out. So that's where we're going to That's where we're gonna be able to be uh, located at. We're going to have our own RSS feed on our own website, and then you'll also be able to find us on um, probably Google Podcasts and all the leading, uh, you know, audio apps. So hopefully we'll Backtrace. be able to, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to slide into your DMs more or less, or at least your uh, frequent in podcasts. So now that that shit's out of the way, boys, let's introduce our guest, Jay the Unknown. Yo, welcome to Beard and Brain, my man. Yo, yo, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Really good, actually. Very good, man. Just enjoying actual fall weather for once. <clears throat> Here in Florida, it's literally only nice for three months out of the year. So oh, when we man, get decent weather today, we can it up. Man, I would rather be down in Florida than yeah, Louisville right now, deep. to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm sure. I I'm I'm always mixed. Like I I like the summers in Louisville and I like the fall in Louisville, but I absolutely hate the colds in the winter. Man, the cold in the winter here in Louisville. I am one hundred percent on summer. Man, Louisville's winters no. pain the ass, dog. I would rather be in Florida, be by the beach, posted, <laughs> go fishing. You know what I mean? That's what I'll be doing right now. I mean, it is nice. We have a lot of cool shit to do and. You know, there's a lot of, like, springs and stuff. I actually live next to a springs, so we go out there oh, pretty okay. often. Yeah, I've been down there twice. I've been down to Panama City, Pensacola. Though, my fair is Pensacola, man. Pensacola is beautiful. It's a whole different, different vibe Oh, yeah, Pensacola there. is absolutely amazing. Well, if you ever make it down to Daytona, you're welcome, you're welcome here. Oh, yeah, man. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, welcome to Beard and Brain. Again, this is our very first episode, so it's a pleasure having you on here, man. And honestly, the intro music that you hear and the outro music that you hear was done by yours truly, Jay, our man here. So hit him up. Unknown, yo. You ever need some beats? Holler yeah. at your boy. Why don't boy. you tell our uh, 
Yeah, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you real quick, and then uh, we'll segue in a little bit about your music. Man, you guys can you can find me on YouTube, J, just the letter J, duh, D-A, unknown, and that goes for Bandcamp and for my SoundCloud, my Instagram. Britain will put all the information down in the description, so it'll just be easy that way. Yeah, absolutely. That way, if you guys didn't hear it, it's J D A. So that's the letter J D A unknown. And you uh, on YouTube, that'd be Bandcamp. And uh, again, I will have that all down in the description to make it easy for you guys. For sure. So I'm just gonna ask some basic questions, man. Oh, sorry, Joel. Go ahead. No, I was gonna. I'm, we'll edit that out. But I was gonna say, I you can go to beardxbray.com forward slash podcast and get transcripts for all show notes and all shows. Excellent. You heard it first there. So, <clears throat> Jay, uh, you are from here in Louisville, correct? Yeah, born and raised. Awesome, awesome. So you uh. So you grew up with, um, you know, a music influence. Uh, tell me a little bit about where you got that music influence exactly. Man, it all happened when I was a little kid, man. Like, I would just, like, grab some pots and pans and start making my own rhythm and stuff like that. My mom was just like, I'm going to go ahead and put him in violin or some, like, classes like that. You know what I mean? And I was mm-hmm. I was in violin, viola. What was what, what would that what would that classroom be? Orchestra, right? Yeah, orchestra. I was yeah, in yeah. orchestra from like the third grade up to like the sixth grade, and then from there I just stopped playing with music. But I feel like music has always been a thing for me. Like I haven't really took it serious until you know all of this lockdown, the coronavirus, and such. That's that's when I started taking it serious. Oh, okay. So from from an early age, uh, you've got that influence from your mom kind of pushing you towards that, which is awesome. Yeah, man. I feel like we all get our starts from uh, our moms, uh, obviously, you know. Most definitely. I think, I think, I think not just literally, I'm, I'm thinking figuratively mainly here. So, you know, moms definitely push us to be the men that, you know, they want to see in the world. Right. And and I my think dad, that, you know, pushing you in your art is great. Hell you know? yeah, man. My dad never really did that for me. Oh, Jay, you there? Oh, he got out. Uh, we got some technical oh, difficulties wait. on our first. Oh, there we go. All right, can y'all hear me? You're coming in and out. Yep, there you are. All right. Can you hear me loud and clear, though? Yep, loud and clear, okay. boss. Cool, cool. Sorry about that. But, oh, all uh, good. Yeah, so you're saying but your yeah. dad uh, didn't really support it much, or? Nah, he really didn't, man. He he was just, I don't know, he, he was really never, like, a good male figure in my life. You know what I mean? My mom had to be the dad and mom, do, uh, do both of those roles for me. So, without my mom pushing me, especially to where I am now, man, music would have not have been a thing for me. I probably would have been doing something else, to be quite honest. No, that's completely understood. So when you did the kind of classical training in the first few years, have you is any of that classical training like carried over into your music now? You know, like I've been wanting to like experiment with that, especially with like violin, viola, adding some of that noise to my beats. That's something I've been like quite interested to do, but I'll need to invest in an actual instrument to do so, you know. 
and have to like transfer all those sounds to my digital audio workstation work and see how it works you know no definitely i think it'd be pretty cool uh, oh yeah you know one thing i really appreciate about you know your music it really it really fits that kind of early 90s vibe where we're like in the middle of like grunge and hip-hop like in its oh infancy yeah most and definitely whatnot. most definitely you know, especially you, with the twist of jazz too yeah no i dig it a lot um i think it's it's really unique and it's very appropriately at times because you know it has that kind of late 80s early 90s kind of feel and almost has that sci-fi undertone and oh, yeah you know, i appreciate like first that. No, like, you know, it, it very well could, when I heard what you made for us, I was, it very well could have been, yeah. like, the equivalent, a, like, Stranger Things, like, theme right. intro song kind of deal. Really dug it. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I uh, gave him, like, some basic, uh, you know, things we're going to be talking about on the podcast down the road. Uh, well, we're going to eventually take the podcast where we'd like to take the podcast. And, uh, you know some some of our favorite influences and even yours too i knew that you know yeah. you liked uh you like behold a pale horse oh know, yeah. of course we Most are definitely uh, that's the truth right there and i recommend that book Will to cooper. everybody yeah go pick up a copy of william cooper's behold a pale horse um you get to hear him in our intro music every time and then uh, you get some little scary daddy bush at the end talking about his little <laughs> new world order project that uh that i think still influences us you know us today so Most definitely. Um, <clears throat> i got a question for you um you said something about you know your mom being your um your you know both parents yeah you know while you were growing up and i kind of vibe with that not in the sense that my father wasn't around right but my father worked quite a bit both of my parents like i said own both their own businesses so mom had the uh, luxury of only having to work about a third of the time and she stayed home with us and uh she did a lot of the disciplining and a lot of the rearing oh, man. when yep. it came to yep. two boys you know me and my brother and yeah. then my older sister so uh with that being said i kind of relate to that where where did your influence in the music come from your mom like what parts of the music maybe can we pull out of that being your mom's influence i want to dive into oh that. man jazz jazz music man mm. jazz tell music. me more brother i i grew up on paul Har- uh paul hardcastle steve laurie warren hill uh, all of the all the great jazz artists man and i yeah, man, like, I be listening to that. She always put the jazz station. And whenever I go to her doctor's appointment all the time back then, they will always play the jazz music, too, in the waiting room. I'm just like, man, like, I love right. it. It's just something about jazz. It's just something about jazz that I love. And then, like I, I was right saying, there. man. You said what? No, I was saying I'm right there with you on it, man. Oh, I yeah, hell yeah. Jazz. It just oh, makes yeah, you man, feel jazz. Hell yeah, dog. Not a day passed by where I don't listen to jazz. Jazz is always playing. And um So so was your mother a big jazz fan or was this something like you all were? She would listen you know, to jazz. Were... She would listen to like the Beatles, like all the classical stuff. But it was always mostly hmm. like jazz and Spanish music too. 
Awesome. No, that's cool. Awesome. <clears throat> so I've got to also ask, since we're on the influences here, what's up with 3-6 Mafia, bro? 3-6 Mafia? Man. All right, so first time I ever, ever listened to 3-6 Mafia, I mean, pretty sure it was everybody, was Stay Fly. It was, I remember watching right. the world premiere on MTV back in October. And I was like, man. At that time, I was a kid, so I was just like, man, I just thought they were a new group. I was just, just bumping their music. Yeah, right. I was like, man, I gotta stay high. <laughs> yeah. And right. years, six, seven years later, I had this homeboy. He showed me one of Three Six Mafia's oldest songs. See, me. See, that's where I'm at. Yeah. See, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, damn, Three Six Mafia in 1995? I was like, nah, that's not possible. And I was, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, man, I listened to Mystic Styles for the first time. I was like, holy shit. Like, um, All right, bro. I'm probably going to take it back on you then. My shit, 3-6 Mafia to me, boy, that yeah. is going to be Chapter 2 World Domination. Oh, man. is my shit. Hell yeah. That chapter 1, Chapter 2. That's where it all started for me. Yeah. <laughs> all the way back into the baby mama. All the way back into the two-way freak days. Chicken Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh school shit. Yeah, so man. that's coming out heavy up in the music too. Oh, yeah. And I think what makes it is that three six Memphis style trap vibe mixed with that sweet, sweet saxophone and those jazzy, mm-hmm. jazzy vibes, dude. I'm telling you, it's awesome. It makes it different. Yes, I'm going, man. Yeah, it's a different style, man. Like, yeah, there's some more cats who does the type of music I make, but every producer has their own style. Me, mine's just more like laid back retro lo-fi you know what i mean that's just my style you got that lo-fi jazz man and yeah, that's man. that definitely stands out Hell that's yeah. what's standing yeah, out you i know appreciate what I mean? that. that's one thing too like, i absolutely love about it is because you know everybody's trying to be on the other end of the spectrum and right know, be out there and aggressive and in your face and stuff but like most definitely you know and it's, it's just like jazz like you know Jazz is one of those things where you listen to it over the course of like an hour or so as a pure enjoyment and kind of like, a, you know, a visceral kind of, you know, enjoyment and feeling from listening to it. It's not something that you just put it on in passing, like just driving to the gas station right. or some shit like that. Right, and, exactly. You know, whereas like other stuff, what's on the other end of the spectrum is... You know, like the majority of the, you know, kind of mumble rap thing that we hear today. It's all kind of like quick. It's basically like pop fucking junky rap nowadays. Yeah, um, man. See, I, I'm not too big on mumble rap. Mumble rap to me is just garbage. It's just there's no creativity or originality in it. It's, it's all this guy sounds like this cat. You know what I mean? Right. And I mean, I won't lie. Like, I enjoy some of it. You know, some of the trendy yeah. shit. I'll enjoy when I hear it and stuff, but it's just not my vibe. And that's one thing that kind of appeals to me to you is that lo-fi kind of feel. Um, you know, I don't know how right. to explain it. Like me listening to like jazz and more lo-fi music is like when you start getting like really tipsy, and that's when you start yeah. like really vibing with the music and just being stupid. Like it puts me back on that level. Oh yeah, man! Especially when you smoking the joint to it, man. Man, you feel <laughs> lay back and relax. Yeah, for real. So, um, what other like influences do you have besides from you know the Three Six Mafia and kind of you know you had those that kind of retro vibe and whatnot? I mean, 
what what kind of like is yeah, your man. I'm having more about like your routine as far as do it. Do you just like dedicate X amount of time a day to, you know, put in to create more music or do you just kind of go on based on how you feel in any given moment? I mean, do you have a structure or I, is it just kind of I pretty much do it every yeah, day, bro. Like, like 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 for example, like on my days off when I wake up, make music. And then in between see with me, I don't I don't be stuck on one beat i'll just save it and come back to that later and work on the next beat just like how Pac was when he was making raps if he couldn't finish that song he'll save it and he'll come back later and work on to the next one because the majority of producers downfall these days is that they stay stuck on one track and you shouldn't stay on one track for hours upon hours you want to go ahead and keep working on next stuff you know what i mean and then that makes sense yeah, like, after I get done with the session, I'll go ahead and just take my little smoke break. My smoke breaks take, like, one or two hours <laughs> at the most. And I just listen to nothing but jazz music, just walk around, smoke, you know what I mean? Just get some inspiration. Yeah. Not only with jazz, it's with, they're all different type of genre of music. And then when I'm at work, I just put my headphones on, listen to jazz music, man. Pretty much, I'm working and also working at my art job. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, for real. So it kind of sounds like you know a really big influence on the jazz side is you really use a lot of improvisation when you're creating your music. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I guess my next question to kind of follow up with that is, uh, do you have any like? weird habits or anything you have to do to kind of get into that vibe like a good example for me would be like every single morning i have to do a series of certain things and i can't communicate with anybody yeah. for like an hour and a half just to in order for me to start my day effectively otherwise i'm shit for the rest of the day do you have anything right. that you have to like do to prep to prepare for your making music and shit like that man just smoke weed <laughs> that's all I really that's the best thing like, to possibly just... make yeah, dog, like, I like to smoke before I get into my session because it puts me into, like, creativity mode. Sober-minded, I will still I will still have that ability to, like, be creative, but once I'm, like, high, man, that's when I'm, like, to a whole different dimension or frequency. That's when I just come up with different ideas or what, how would this sound like with this? You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I like to, that's just, this is me. I definitely think there's something more to that as well, since you mentioned that. Yeah. I'll kind of take it a little left field or right field, wherever wherever we want to go. We're going outer space. But I think that to the creative process and, and your rituals, um, <clears throat> I think it's fair to say that it definitely gets you on a different vibration. Most definitely. And anybody that, you know, probably smokes will probably be able to, you know, relate to what I'm talking about as far as vibration, but it's um, it's it's definitely an awakening. Oh yeah, most well, definitely. So I kind I kind of I kind of like that that you have your own ritual before you, you do your music, and that you've got you yeah, know, man, a lot amount of time that you set for yourself. Yeah, man. You know, for your mind to to, to relax and to recoup. You know, to to de you know sensitize yourself from all that stimulation most you're giving yourself definitely yup i agree you know un un 
unpack everything, you know? Right. So I definitely, I definitely vibe with that. Oh yeah, I think that's crucial. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, man. Like I'm dedicated to this, man. Like I said, if if it wasn't for like the coronavirus lockdown, I would have not released LED Light Expel Darkness, or I would have released Playlistic Harmony. I probably would have just been fucking around with it, you know. But yeah, yeah. Thanks to the lockdown, yeah. Yeah, since you say that too. Uh... Since LED came out first, why don't you go into a little bit about Light Expels Darkness? Kind of tell us about maybe just a, a little bit about, because we know about the ritual, yeah. we know about the influences. T- tell us a little bit about that project, maybe where you were when that that project came around, and then uh, maybe slide and segue into uh, your, your playlistic harmony, which is, uh, my friend, you've got something there. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, for that, real. homie appreciate that well led i like how it it was like abbreviated light expels darkness so my music is going to bring light into the whole darkness that was going on during like march and april especially when people was going fucking crazy out of their minds with the whole lockdown thinking it was the end of the world but you know i was like you know what in order to calm down the vibrations of everybody you gotta you got to put in a specific type of frequency that will calm and relax the soul. You know what I mean? That's why I had added jazz. And then on top of that, people like trap. So mixing jazz and trap together will smooth the soul. You yeah. know what I mean? So no, it was really not. like, yeah, that was like the, the meaning behind LED. You know, like I'm my music just bringing light into the darkness of the world. That's yeah, I, I definitely vibe with that. Oh yeah, and then playlistic man, like that whole tape man is none but like laid back music for like players and pimps and max to listen to because that that was just you know back in the day in the nineties like Memphis rap they all play they sample similar samples that I use that's why it has that playlistic feel to it you know what I mean. Right. Playlistic, just, just lay back, man. Just lay back. So, so playlistic harmony, bro. It's it's got my girlfriend's name in it. Harmony. Oh yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. So so I've, I'm definitely I vibed with it to begin with, yeah. and and there's a certain track in it that Harmony loves that that he says, P I M P. Oh, the first. You know track. what that is? Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Put it in my pocket. Tell me a little bit more about those samples, man. Those like, samples? What, what, yeah. See, originally that track was named Playlistic Harmony. That was way before I was going to come up with the fifth tape. So what happened was like, I found that sample on my YouTube uh, recommended section one time. It was just this pimp giving out some advices and stuff. And I heard it. And <laughs> the part where it got me interested was there's a virus going on. It's called the Hayden virus. You know what I mean? And I was like, you yes, know sir. what? Like if I if I sample that, put it on put it on, you know, on the beat, it will match with all the shit going on. Because there is a lot of hating going on in the world right now. A lot of hating. Mm-hmm. And there is a virus, mm-hmm. quote unquote virus, going on. So I was just like, you know what? Why not throw it on the track? 
throw it on the track, post it on YouTube. Got a lot of good feedback out of it. I don't mm-hmm. know why my well, that was like a rough draft. That wasn't going to be like the final product. I don't know why my high ass decided to put a rough draft on YouTube and you know think it was going to be the final version, but it wasn't. So it gave me like, can you hear me? Okay. Oh yeah, we got you. Yeah, so it gave me an idea. So you know what? I like the name Playlistic Harmony. Why not make it as a beat? So as a beat tape and. Yeah, from there is history, man. It, the numbers, likes, it just keep rising up day by day. So I'm loving it. Yeah, man. Like this, this is definitely gonna surpass LED because LED it took like three, yeah, two to three months to get to like one thousand views. This one oh, wow. is like nearly like four hundred numbers <laughs> away to being a thousand so it's not bad man all my hard work is putting in it, it, it's not going to happen overnight but it's going to take time and patience as, as with always you know oh yeah i love the fact led's lingering around back there as is almost like an underground tape man. so it can it can stay that yeah. way honestly because i love that I, tape. me too bro i heard that tape second honestly yeah. i heard that after playlistic harmony so i'm <clears throat> i'm almost sad that i did <laughs> But that's the way the cookie crumbles. Oh, that's the way you, I heard it. LEDs is a small time favorite, mm. man. I all my all my buddies they love LED. They all got a copy of it. So yeah, appreciate the tapes, ah, man. Man, I appreciate, really appreciate you for it. the support, dog. For real. Mm. And yeah, man. Like yeah, man. I got a another... side note. Yeah. No, I was gonna say this is just a side note. Uh, yeah. You have to email me on the outside. And um, we have this segment. I was just trying to look it up to figure out what the hell it's called. But we do this thing on one of our radio stations. We like we have the main hip hop station here for like Central Florida yeah. area. Um, but we do a segment once a week that's like uh, find new artists or some shit like that. So mm-hmm. you have to kind of send me over what you want to submit, and I'll put you in on there. Hey man, I'm definitely down. Have Bryn send me get you some plans, huh? Yeah, have Bryn send down me your floor. info, and I will send you. Uh, I will send you some tracks to you tonight. Absolutely, right. 100%. appreciate yeah, that, uh, man. Hot. Definitely appreciate Daytona. that a lot. Uh, man, we're always we're going cool stuff. Like one of the um, managers there, he's really hardcore into jazz and stuff too. He's from New Orleans. Oh yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like the. Uh, if you ever get a chance, I don't know if you've been there or not, but there's this ro- there's this road called Frenchman Street in New Orleans, <clears throat> and it's yeah. nothing but jazz clubs and like delicious food. And it is you man. go there any time of the evening, man, and it's just you know street musicians playing jazz and random people getting together with their instruments and just it's just That's such amazing. a fun. Like, it's so great. You have to check it out. Sometime. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out, man. I'm definitely want to check that out, cause, dude. I'm I'm a sucker for jazz. I love jazz music a lot. Yeah, man. And you'd be surprised, like how cheap it is to go there. Like I've never spent more than like three hundred dollars to spend four or five days there. Really? Damn. Yeah. That's not bad. Just like, cause, dude. Like I found some badass Airbnbs there. I went there once with. And have you ever seen that show? Um. Dear White People on Netflix? No, nah, I don't think so. No, it's I rarely, I, I'll be honest with you guys. Like, I rarely watch Netflix or keep up with anything that's new. I'm mostly just like, now I'm just talking music. 
Dude, I respect yes. that. And uh, I mean, I hate to say that, but stay that I way. I feel that, man. It's too much. <laughs> like, as long as you're vibing that and you're feeling that inspiration, right, dude, dog, let, that, like, let that flow. Like, I don't like adding, like, all that neg- negative negative frequency from social media. If I If I spend any time or any of my energy into that, that's going to affect me musically. You know what I mean? So, oh, I, yeah. And we'll get into that a little bit more oh, yeah. on our last topic here. What was that, Joel? No, I was saying you're very smart to do so. Oh, yeah. I agree. Well, as uh, as far as your music goes, man, we've gone through LED, Light Expels Darkness. That's going to be your underground tape. I'm, I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. And then you've got Playalistic Harmony. <clears throat> Uh, upcoming projects. You got anything upcoming that you can that you can share with oh, us? Oh yeah, anything man. going on? Yeah, with I, you on the shelf. October like is going to be filled with a lot of treats for y'all. So by mid, ooh, treats in October. I know, trick or treat. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, so check it out. So mid October, I'm going to be posting a track for my six beat tape. I'm dropping my six beat tape on December sixth. Reason why, it's my birthday, and it matches with the sixth tape, you know what I mean? I haven't came up with a title for it yet. It might be called The Sixth Sense, something. I haven't I haven't came up with a title yet. But I'm going to have a track that's going to promote from a six, from my six-beat tape. And then on Halloween Day, I'm going to have an EP that's going to be called The Other Side of the Moon. It's going to be a collaboration tape with me and Douglas. Douglas is another dope producer out of uh colorado he's fucking amazing oh, cool. he doesn't use like digital audio workstation like fl studio none of that he dude he goes back to like the 90s he used a lot of drum machines for eight track cassette tapes you know what i mean like i recommend I rec- that is definitely legit hell yeah dude his beats it brings you back into like the 90s underground memphis era like that's if really- he was it, yeah, man. Like, if he was in Memphis during that time, he would have been a rich motherfucker. <laughs> he would have been rich. So, I got that EP. That's going to be probably like a 12-track tape. I'm also going to release physicals. And I also, I think tonight, I'm going to release a track with my homie Psycho Rich. Psycho Rich is another rapper out of Nashville. He is fucking dope. He is amazing. But I also gonna have an EP tape with him. It's only gonna be a six trap tape. It ain't gonna be that long. But if you wanna listen to some stuff from like Cycle Rich, you can look him up over on Instagram. I'll put I'll, I'll give Brent all the details to look up him. Look him up. Yes, please yeah, do. Because he he he's another amazing rapper. Another amazing upcoming rapper. Absolutely. So I take my notes too, brother. So oh I got yeah. This. Oh yeah, man. Absolutely. And like I said, I got the six beat tape coming up on December sixth, and that's pretty much it. And probably along the way, I'll have more collaboration projects. Now for twenty twenty one, there's gonna be a lot more. There'll be a lot more. Awesome! I love that. Looking forward. So you heard it first here. Upcoming projects: mid October track from the sixth beat tape coming December sixth. So then you've got uh, Halloween Day comes an EP called Other Side of the Moon with Douglas. Yes, sir. And then today, October 1st, uh, Psycho Rich, Nashville EP, six-track tape coming soon, baby. Yes, sir. All of them going to get physicals. 
Uh, we'll, we'll get all that down the in the bio. So, sure, all of them release is going to have a physical cassette tape. And if you guys are interested in one, you better you better cop one ASAP because they're not going to be no repress. Definitely link me up with something like that because I hate to miss out on anything. Almost oh, definitely. Like uh, when it comes to these music physicals, man, because underground is my scene oh, yeah. and honestly i hate the i hate the mainstream so yeah, i gotta get in on the physicals Hell while yeah. they're available oh and i also got one tape well it's not my tape it's from my homie old school danny b it's called satanical values it's old school it's danny amazing b. i really recommend it he only has 20 copies left i also what's it what's it called satanical values he's from las vegas nevada man it's all like laid mm-hmm. back G funk type of sounds, you know what I mean? It's really dope. I recommend right. I recommend y'all getting a copy. It's really dope. I got myself two copies Absolutely. of it. Um oh, for sure, dude. I definitely I got a note of that. Satanical values. You say he's from Las Vegas, yep. Nevada. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. So I guess uh tell our viewers real quick. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna to dovetail off that. I mean, you seem to, you know, communicate and work with a lot of people from all over the country the is there oh, any yeah, type man. of like any aspiring like musicians out there or anything like that is you know do you have any advice to that like how do you how did you find such a broad community you see man like see with danny like i met danny years ago it was 2013 to like a three six mafia forum page and me and him related on a lot of stuff. We was cool. And, you know, that that happened ever since then. And me and him are working on an EP project. Well, an album that's going to come out next year. And Okay. So you're vibing out with your, you know, kind of some of your inspiration. Yeah, some of your vibes. Some of the music. Yeah. You're, like, you're vibing out on those pages with those Most clicks. Definitely, those, those yeah. Fans. Like, you're meeting people for those groups. Right. I'm excited like, to hear that they're mafia forum <laughs> yeah dude like it's cool man like you got mafia forums underground memphis forums and with with the help of like social media these the only good thing about social media i can say is that you can connect and link with people from out of states or our country and you can work with music and stuff like that and it's pretty dope because back in the days it wasn't like that you would have to go visit them get studio in session you know what i mean and all the nine yards and it's not like that now you can just send a file through yeah, the internet's paved the exactly, way for some awesome man. shit man exactly you see the sad thing is that the local scene is really dying it's not it's not as popping as it is now back then like yeah you 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 still get local recognition. You still get like local fame, but nowadays it's the internet's where it's at. You know, the internet's really where it's at right now for money. Local, you can't really make no money and stuff like that. That's what I've noticed a lot lately. It's pretty like whoa. But you got to keep the tradition of hip hop. Oh yeah, you got to keep that mixtape mindset. Most going. definitely, you got to keep that music Most going. Most definitely, and uh, you, you got to keep it alive, man. So, uh, and you're doing that. And uh, hats off to you, oh, yeah, bro. I appreciate that, bro. Um, keep it up, uh, Joel. Did you want to ask him any more questions about where we were at with, um, you know, old school Danny B, and um, anything coming up maybe for him in 2021 before we go into where you know one last ditch where we can find his stuff? No, man. I'm good. I mean, it's been very, very fun. 
Awesome, brother. Well, why don't you tell us one last time where he can, uh, where everybody can find your music, man, and we'll, we'll actually uh, hit on some things you said about social media. Sure, here most definitely. You can follow me on YouTube, letter J, space, duh, D-A, unknown. You can find me on there. You can find me on SoundCloud, Instagram, Bandcamp, all spelled the same way. Like I said, I'm going to have my man Britton write all, all of that information to the description, and you guys can follow me. Absolutely. Perfect. Awesome. So here we go. Next segment, our last <clears throat> portion of it here. It is a election year, guys. We all do know that. And it's creeping up on one month almost. Yep. And um, social media is outrageous and has been. <laughs> and it's also, uh, I mean, I say social media. Let's let's talk about um, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube specifically. Let's t- let's throw out fucking Instagrams, TikTok, and all that bullshit for now. Um, and the influence that it has is on the masses. Maybe some psychology behind that. Um, <clears throat> I mean, just I mean, I'm talking brief psychology. I don't want to sit here and try and rack anybody's brain about what's actually going on. But um, you know, there's some books that I've seen that may have some some play into this. We can even go down some rabbit holes briefly about, you know, does the CIA have influence on this stuff? Who knows? But, um, you know, what's your take on this election year for one? <clears throat> Maybe your, your touch on Corona briefly, and then we'll roll into social media and what you think as far as their mindset on trying to control the masses and you know, dangling carrots here, or maybe they're trying to uh, divide us on purpose. I don't know. This is like the perfect year for them to do all of this stuff. If, it, if Corona never happened, they would have at least. And then the social media. Yeah. Right? See, social media was already thing. That was one of their tools to like control people and put them, sit them feeling a, a specific way. Especially of all of this, you know, controversy topics and you know all of that, and yeah, with Corona, they they have controlled the masses really well. Yeah, there's an illness going on, but it's not as deadly as we think it is. It can just be your like seasonal flu. But then again, I've heard cases of people actually dying from that shit. But people normally die from that all the time. You know what I mean? It's not nothing new in the sun. So right, right. We've taken the precautions around oh, yeah. here. Um, we don't go like, around. Like flu is just taking a break for the last year. They're like, you know what, COVID, y'all right. got this. Peace. Right. <laughs> I mean, if you noticed last year, like the weather here in Louisville, we never had a winter like that. So I, I didn't get sick at all like that. So I can see it why it can be creeping up right now, you know? So. Yeah. I mean. No, I mean it. It does this every year, so it's you know we don't really even know if there's one strain. I don't know. Who knows, I mean, man? You're gonna hear at this point right, there could be one strain of something right. going around there called corona. Could be it could be five strains. Who knows? Exactly. And at this point, man, you it's just it makes you question about a lot of things. And you gotta you gotta realize, man. Like we never had a lockdown for the HIV virus, for the AIDS. We never had all of this. Or even for the Ebola H1N1. We had it for Corona. So, how they can control right. the masses really that easy. Go it's ahead. definitely more political than anything else. No matter exactly. what they want to say. 
I mean, you look at the fucking, like, Scandinavian countries and shit. They had, in my honest opinion, the right approach. And we're not going to shut anything down. We're going to continue life as is and let our immune systems build up to it. And, you know, did it in the most stoic sense possible. Yes, of course, America's going to have more deaths and loss and everything else because we're we have 300 fucking million people in the country exactly and And then some of us are gullible too we don't even give a fuck (laughs) you know right (laughs) right we'll have some bitch going to a gas station at 2 a.m to get ho-hos with a fucking flu or whatever and just (laughs) put their snot on everything like yeah, mm-hmm. Americans are not the brightest fucking people. And I think, too, like, it makes me wonder as far as the whole idea of, like, is there, like, an external factor controlling all this? Or is it that we as a society are just that dumb? And you look at what social media does to people. Oh, and yeah. I really, and like, even with COVID, like, I think people are happy to fucking shut down for a few months. You got badass unemployment. Mm-hmm able to just kind of fuck off and actually have excuses to not go in and work physically at a location and we get an opportunity to bitch on social media all day i think we loved Dude, it. Could you gave everything could you imagine if uh we were in high school when they closed down schools for like that last portion of the year could you imagine i wouldn't make Man. it out alive <laughs> me either. Dude, here's the, here's the <laughs> shit. Here's the here's the here's the real take though, dude. Joe, if we were in high school still and this went and this went down, you'd be downtown protesting right now. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely right, dude. Like I, and I think everybody's like that. I think everybody has like that absolutely anarchist, fucking you know, radical kind of left liberal kind. I'd of be with you. Young. And then you kind of get older, and you're just like, well. I kind of don't want to be crazy on either side, so I'm going to fall in the middle somewhere. Right. Yeah, we both have kids, so it's like we got to be here to protect them Most and to definitely. make sure that we're setting the best example for them. <clears throat> you know, my and his are both old enough, you know, to start learning about what these rights are and, you know, what it means and, you know, the way people are treated and that how people different, you know, people that she's going to be growing up with that look different than her are going to be treated differently. Right. And that's not the world that, you know, we all want to grow up in. So it's, it's a talk that we're all having. And it's something I think that we plan to discuss here as well. Most definitely. Uh, maybe, yeah. a, maybe a conversation for another time. Yeah. But, you know, go and ahead. I take the approach that like, at least with my kid, what I like to do is just like, I'm not putting all that bullshit in her head. I'm just gonna, you know, you treat everybody as a reasonable human being, because you're a reasonable human being, there's nothing else that has to be more involved. You know, I think that's, you know, the biggest thing as far as with kids and what's wrong with society this day is we want to have, you know, labels and actions and fucking, you know, objectives. I 100% agree with you. You know, just be a good human and you're pretty much solid for your whole life. Yep. Right. It don't look down on other people as like lower, or you know what I mean, or like this class. Exactly. It's just pure ignorance. We're all living do that type of exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No matter if you're black, white, Latino, we all bleed the same. You know. 
All right. And I think um, a big part of that, too, it's because it's a mental construct. So if you start to think about it as a mental construct, you look at it just almost as a character defect. It's something that you've got to understand, something you've got to tackle and move on. Exactly. From. See, it does letting manifest in something worse. You just address that character defect and why you feel that way about something. Dude, you're going to learn something about yourself and probably feel better about it. Exactly. Or you're going to realize that there's some things that need, you know, either way. I think that it's when you look inward in situations like that, the best thing to do is, you know, like they say, love. So uh, you said something about social media specifically mm-hmm. that I want to touch on. <clears throat> um, you said that it makes you feel a certain type of way. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. And, that, and that it's known. Yeah. And it's known to create greater activity in neural networks and like reward processing regions of the brain, mm-hmm. you know, social cognition. Mm-hmm limitation different parts of the brain kind of spark up when you're looking at pictures and you get things instantly and it's rewarding and shit like that so you're on to something there um what are your thoughts on that joel if you want to kind of chime in then maybe jay follow up joel you there oh sorry my shit panned out for a second what'd you say no, you're good. Um, <clears throat> my question was with social medias. He 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 got me thinking earlier about how social media makes you feel a certain type of way. And I've I've actually read articles where they talk about the networks in your brain that spark up or like flash up whenever you're viewing social media. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that that was done intentional, or they may be exploiting that a little too much? Like the case with, uh, what was that video game, Fortnite, where that they actually had psychologists helping them keep the de- game, you know, slightly addictive? <clears throat> well, you have to. I mean, that is... <laughs> just I'm simply, a, you have to. No, but I, I am coming from, like, God damn it. I, just for context, I have a master, I have an MBA in finance, I work in business, I'm an executive for a company, it's like... I understand that it is shitty to think about, mm-hmm. but if you from hey, a marketing that, aspect, in though, the most stoic, rational sense, if you want to participate in a free market, that's part of it, and it's up to you as the individual to think for yourself and to realize when shit's not exactly. wrong. And I went through Facebook the other day, and I went through the privacy settings to see what they had new. Man, I basically just hid myself from the entire platform of Facebook because I've been getting canceled lately. And it's not that hard. It's just it's just because people don't put the energy into it. They accept any terms and agreement. Exactly. And to me, like, one thing is being a good human is being fucking accountable. And if you can't be accountable mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. your own fucking ignorance, then you can't bitch about what other people are doing. You only, you know, things only happen to you if you make that choice too. And as a marketer, yes, we use, I mean, I had to study social psychology, all sorts of stuff, because like we call it consumer dynamics. For instance, you have a buyer cycle, a purchasing cycle. It starts you everything from how to get people's attraction all the way into after they purchase something and try to avoid, you know, um, I forget the exact word, but it's basically like a dissonance of some sort towards your product. If you buy something mm-hmm. and feel shitty afterwards. So that's why like when you buy something from Amazon, you get notifications all the way until it's shipped at your door. And then usually within three to five days after you get your shipment, 
you get another email response basically saying, hey, did you like the product? Because we want to ensure that you were okay with the product, everything was solid. We do that to ensure that there is no negative kind of connotation towards you purchasing that. It's all psychology when I mean, we use it for everything in life. I mean, we try to fucking go mac on a chick at a bar. We're using psychology to kind of fucking trick them and thinking we're the shit. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's, right. It's it's everywhere. You just can't deny it and say that it's fucking evil. That's my bottom line to it. Mm-hmm. That's true. What you said is completely true. And see, the problem with social media these days, a lot of people follow and share a lot of ignorant stuff that will cause tension, like arguments, disagreements, that would just, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not cool. I'm guilty. I mean, <laughs> I feel you. Like, some, some, sometimes I'll post stuff just to have an interesting conversation, but then you have other people who go overboard, like, just calling names and just, you know what I mean, wanting to fight oh, yeah. them and stuff. It's just ignorant. But I try to keep it comical. I, I mean, I feel you. <laughs> If it ain't funny, then I'm like, you know, I I get roasted. I have cut down on my shit so sparingly. And then, like, after the debate, I made a comment to one person that I've known for over 20 years. And I got canceled for it simply (laughs) because I had a different opinion in her. And it's just like people, and then I got name calls, I got fucking messages, and all sorts of crazy shit. It's ridiculous. Right. And I didn't even cancel like, culture on social media is ridiculous right now. It's just so insane to me that like, you know, and especially this whole idea of like I fall pretty much in the middle and I don't understand how people on the left which are primarily the loudest people on social media are sitting there, mm-hmm. you know, being the loudest person in the room and canceling everything in the name of, you know, progression and being a better society. But you're, you know, it's that old adage, like, those who forget the past are condemned to repeat it. So all you're doing is muffling this shit that if you make your goal and nobody says a mean thing and nobody has a mean thought or it's stressful or what the fuck ever for the rest of their lives, eventually it's going to fucking burst and it's going to come back to you tenfold. And then, you know, the exactly. same thing can be said for the right. The right are just too fucking conspiracy theorists and kind of just think that the deep state and the left is just going to take over everything. And really, it's just everyone's being kind of dumb and right. not and thinking. It, what kills me, though, is a lot of people in social media share a lot of fake satire information. Like, they don't take the opportunity to, like, question it. And be like, oh, all right, well, I heard this. I'm going to find some information and see if it's true or not. You got to separate what's salt and what's sugar. They both look alike, but they don't taste the same. You know what I mean? And, right. Yeah, agree a lot of people don't, don't do that. They were just sharing, like, oh, yeah, I heard from there. I heard from Facebook. And these are the same people. Or I'm going to look at that later. Right. I'm going to research and These are thing. the same well, people. Exactly. These are the same people. I do this shit for a call- living. Clickbait right. advertisements. Exactly. Like they they will look down on people much rather do. who like actually do the information and to them it's a conspiracy theory. Oh, you see on YouTube, but they actually got their the time to do the information, share that knowledge with you. But 
these people sharing all these quote unquote information is all bullshit, man. That's why it's hard for me sometimes because I use social media just to promote my music. I don't like to get on it and just I'm maybe here and there. I will give like my two cents about how I feel, but I don't want to continue promoting that topic because that will affect me musically. Because I, you got to separate from politics and from music. You can't keep that two the same, you know. But right, especially with 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 all the huge controversy going on, especially with like police brutality, the Black Lives Matters, and all of that. I'm all about the Black Mm -hmm. Lives Matter. I agree with the movement, but. I don't Absolutely. agree with certain things. You know what I mean? I just I'm not 100 with them. But at the same time, I don't like to follow any groups. You know, I don't like following any groups. All of this, all of this stuff going on, is a huge distraction to control the masses. Right. You know, playing with their emotions no, right. and stuff you, like man. that. You know, like, like I social media. 100% Oh yeah, like social media is such a perfect tool for the higher ups to just do whatever the fuck they want to do to just get people amped up. Honestly, since we're like literally, literally close to the election, something's gonna go down before or after the elections. I hear it's in L.A. L.A. I keep hearing, yeah, people that live out there. There's just rumblings in L.A. From what I've heard. Yeah. And I wouldn't doubt that, but I mean, you gotta think from a logical perspective, something's gonna happen one way or another after the election, simply because if if Trump's Something's always fucking happening no matter what. I mean, California's always on fucking fire. (laughs) Yeah, this is because they're dumb and they don't know how to manage money well. But, like, if you look at it, like, if Trump is more than likely gonna be reelected and all the crazy radical lefts are gonna go batshit crazy and protests and riots are gonna be insane again. Exactly. And then if Trump... And then if Trump is taken out, all the fucking crazy rednecks in the world are going to come out and just be fucking bad shit crazy. Like, oh, I, yeah. I have a feeling the holidays are going to just be insane. And then Q1 will happen and we'll have a fucking boom in our economy and everything will be okay. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Literally. But with Trump, though, like, if I feel like if he lose, he doesn't want to give up his throne. I know that's going to happen. He's going to say it's a fraud and all that type of shit. But... He may be but he will have to fucking leave, and he is not dumb enough to go to prison to not leave. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. It's just... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. He's not an idiot. I think... I don't know. I don't think with the way shit's going down, it it seems an awful lot like 2016 plus. We saw... A lot of shit go down and not a lot unfold. And I mean, I've been talking to a lot of people about this viewpoint. The truth is like a lot. It's open to interpretation. So, you know, you may get to your truth to a different viewpoint based on your experiences. And I may have some truth about the same topic based on my experiences that are going to be completely different based on my upbringing and what I'm, you know, actually going through at the time or in the moment or my vantage point from what I actually saw, or whatever. So I feel like, you know, truth is up to interpretation a lot of times. You know, and science is science until it fucking isn't, you right. know, and that's why the scientific method is done over and over and over and over and over and over again, and then sometimes it just doesn't work. And a lot of these leading theories, you know, that people love to just talk all this shit about, you know, they ignore so much stuff to even be a theory. Right. You know, so science isn't perfect. 
it does go after and tackle a lot of awesome topics and it is science. I mean, you can't refute a lot of that shit, but as far as like, you know, believing in a hundred percent, you know, you're like religion, you know, a hundred percent into something is basically a cult. Right. You got that cultish viewpoint. And to me, I like to have an open mind to things. I like to take a little bit of everything into account. So, and people didn't realize too, like things are like, just because like there's any type of science or any type of theory, or any type of fact in general, just because it is true. And in that moment and in that sample, that does not mean it's an absolute. I mean, this is exactly why psychology in that entire field itself has become kind of shit because like all these developmental psychology things and all these studies that created what is now you know incorporating the dsm-5 and within psychology practice today has more or less been debunked because from the 70s and stuff like that so you think about it we don't have huge sample sizes scientists have college students to be able to do experiments with and to be able to get resources from hmm. they don't have the resources to get a true significant sample so they're co they're Pearson coefficients are going to be high or they're going to be low because if you're only sampling, you know, you only have enough money for 200 parts or 200 people for the survey or whatever, you're never going to have an absolute answer. And I think that's the problem with everybody in general is we're looking for absolutes when there is none. And and the reality is you just kind of have to interpret the data as an individual and figure out what best is going to serve you in your life for that day or that week or whatever. I think it's best attained through thought, you know, through logic and a little bit of theory, you know, with understanding, sitting down with multi, you know, cultural people, different generations is going to have to be a blending of all this. And, you know, people are going to have to have those conversations that are hot button and be able to not act a complete fucking fool. Exactly. I mean, it's okay to talk about something and learn something new and express yourself properly without getting fucking mad. Damn You don't have to call right. people names. Exactly. Or, you know, right. Labels are something that you got to keep out. Exactly. So any kind of label has got to stay out of the picture. I mean, you can seriously talk about theory as a theory and not attach your name your life and your your entire well-being to exactly. the thing so that way when it gets attacked you feel like you're being attacked exactly right. like you know? me me and my me and my buddy me and him will have a lot of controversy topics to talk about we never like we'll never go off on each other one will have one belief and i'll have the other belief and just have to understand each side and so like you said calling them names or you know what i mean like that's what societies consist of now like if you don't, if they don't agree with you about something, then, then fuck them. Your opinion don't matter. My opinion matters. You know what I mean? Like that's what society's built on these days, and it's ridiculous. You know, like we're all entitled to expressing ourselves, whether you believe it or not. You know. I think it's funny. They need to take some mushrooms. Or, exactly. But, no, definitely. And I think it's funny you mentioned that because, like, that is. is Oh God, yes. By the way, <laughs> no, I'm right now. But anyways, like I think, like that is like literally the epitome of what I talk to people about. Why I think there's been such a uprising in the conservative community because the conservative community has more a wider umbrella that's like we don't give a fuck what other people think or anything like that. If we disagree with you, we'll disagree with you, and that's kind of the end of exactly. it. Exactly. But. 
it's just it's wild to me. It's crazy, man. Like people are just they're just amped up for no reason. Like there's no need to get all angry if someone disagrees or agrees with you about something, you know? Like I've never understood why people act that way. I'm just like, man, like why? You know? Just like okay, if he doesn't see the same eye to eye with you or something, just let it be. Not many people are gonna be exactly the same person as you. One person will have a different belief. You know what I mean? That's just how life works. Because right. if you all have and the then, same belief, then that's dictatorship. And dictatorship's not cool. <laughs> nah. Everybody right. can create their own little platform or be part of a platform mm-hmm. and, and voice their opinion on different exactly. you know, platforms, streams, thought processes, people. And it doesn't mean anything <clears throat> you know, in your daily life. Exactly. Exactly, man. Like it's just I agree. it's just crazy how society has turned that way. Soon enough, the future for America is not going to be good. We're going to, you know, just us people, how sensitive we are here in the States. We're going to have to want to hold somebody's hand, a big brother, you know, like Bill Cooper. Is- or we can educate each other. Exactly. I think that's a better exactly. approach. You create, a, you create the platform, you create a process, and you, you go with it, and you move exactly. on. Exactly. You, you, you create, and you share. That's how it's- You open source it all. <clears throat> you do self-help or self-help. Start looking inwards, and you branch outwards. It's a balloon ride up. You got a hand pulling yourself up, and you're pulling somebody up behind you. Definitely. It really is just that. Like, I really feel like the media kind of fuels all this type of thought, because, like, even if you go to, like, I spent, like, two months in London, and they're fucking practically, they're halfway socialist, right? But you go there, and people are not PC at all. Like, people call mm-hmm. each other faggots and cunts and everything else, and it's just, like, a big joke. You know, they're just words, and people are not easily offended over there, even though you would think they would be. But then here in America, we have to, you know, be a social justice warrior and get on our high horse every chance we get. Right. Exactly. And I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it truly is low vibrational mm-hmm. thinking. And, uh, when you put out low vibrational, you're going to get back low vibrational. So I think um, I think there's a lot of different, you know, magic out there for everybody. And it's just a matter of finding your own magic, your own process and sticking to it. Exactly. Um, sure. Good thing. Good thing is, is I'm here to help people get to that point. Um, and I think Joel and I will both have things to offer. I'd love to have you back on and talk more about that too and dive into some conspiracies and shit like that. But I think also we got some self-help stuff coming up to where we can be able to help people out, understand, you know, themselves maybe better. Most definitely. I was going to add one thing to what you were saying. Like we're, uh, yeah, cause we're, we're, we're vibrational beings. You know what I mean? We react to certain vibrations. If we react to negative vibrations, then we're going to act negative. If we're going to react to positive, then we're going to react positive, and then all your environment around you is going to be that way. You know what I mean? It's all about how you're sending off your vibrations. No, I agree 100%, man. <clears throat> anyway, and to tie that back into your music, it's the same thing with music. I mean, exactly. Try and remember, exactly, man. I'm trying to remember the term of it. I want to say it's harmonic proportion or something like that, but it's basically the theory in music where every sound is a mathematical number. I mean, that's why we have, mm-hmm. you know, 
poor beats or what the hell. Right? I don't know shit about music, but I just remember learning okay. that in school. But, you know, yeah. but yeah, I mean, like, everything is mathematical. Everything is on a series of vibrations. Exactly. It's all on the frequencies level. Now you have your high, your lows, and your mid. Yeah, I think uh, I think the entire group of uh, <clears throat> collective consciousness that is the human, you know, race on this planet is going higher. They are ascending higher in in consciousness and like vibration. Exactly. But I think that we're going awful slow, and that uh, you know, if we just talk about things a little bit better and try and express what we're actually thinking, we'll figure out that we're probably all getting to the same place. Just at different times. No, definitely. But I definitely greatly appreciate you coming on. We did run a little long for our first episode. Um, I'd love to have you Most back definitely. On. Most definitely. I'm down. I'm down for future podcasts. I'm down for it, man. Absolutely. So uh, get those uh, you know projects going, and I, I'm definitely going to get some pieces again. So if you want, guys... Uh, Again, I'll, I'll look I'll put it down in the bio, but you can you can find Jay on YouTube and and uh, was it Bandcamp, Band SoundCloud, and SoundCloud. Yeah. Oh yeah. Any last thoughts, fellas? We'll have everything plugged in. Just as a reminder, at BeardXBrain forward slash podcast, you'll be able to find this show as well as all the show notes and the transcript. So that you know, if there's anything you want to go back to, we'll make sure there's timestamps and all of that. Um, but yeah, I, I really appreciate everything, Jay. I mean, you have been appreciate a phenomenal you, sport. In all this and it was a great conversation. I enjoyed it. Me too, man. I appreciate all the love too, man. Not a problem, man. Thank you all. Thank you everybody for listening to our inaugural, our very first premiere, the first episode of. Beard and Brain podcast. We'll look forward to next week's. It's, it's going to be fun. Show. Absolutely. All right, guys. Bye, bitches. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. A world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, we will be. We have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision.